Thank you for tuning in to the Rose Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and this is the podcast where we talk about being an athlete and life after sports. In this episode, me and Haley, the co-host, talk about the rule changes in the MLB this year. So if you are a softball or baseball person, you'll understand our jargon. But before we get into it, I wanted to talk about what Rose Metal is and how you can support us. Rose Metal is a nonprofit with the mission to provide resources and support to current and former athletes. That could include helping an athlete find a new hobby, finding the funding for that, something outside of their sport, creating a scholarship for an athlete to find a career after they're done with their eligibility, mental health resources, anything along those lines. So ways that you can support us, go to rosemetalfoundation.org and you can donate there. You can contact us there. You can email us at info at rosemetalfoundation.org. But something else you'll notice on that website is we have a store. It's rosemetalfoundation.org forward slash athlete apparel. Check out our merchandise there. We have some cool stuff. We have some hoodies, t-shirts, stickers, phone cases. I'm wearing the astronaut black hoodie right now. Super comfortable. All of the proceeds go towards the mission. You can find us on social media, on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Rose Metal Foundation and Twitter at RoseMetalOrg. One last thing before we get into it, share the show and rate and review it. That would help us a lot. Um, so those are the ways you can support us. And now let's get into the show. Welcome to the Rose Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose. I'm here with my co-host, Kayla Minan. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and that was Snipe. Yes. He's in the distance, but um, he'll stop eventually. Okay, <laughs> um, okay so we have a couple of news things today. Uh, the first thing is Monica Abbott is retiring from softball. And the second thing is the Major League Baseball League has some rule changes. So we just wanted to touch on Monica Abbott retiring real quick. So. I just really thought it was really cool how long of a career she had and she was able to compete in multiple Olympics and she was such an inspiration. She is an inspiration for softball players and she was playing when I was young and, um, you know, she's, she's had an amazing career and I'm excited to see what she's going to do next. So that's a big retirement. I agree. I mean, I got the chance to kind of watch her up close when I was an intern with her pro team and just kind of watching how she goes about her craft was really cool and really inspiring to watch as a pitcher or kind of a pitcher myself. Um, Surely that played into her longevity. I mean, she had such a long and amazing career from Tennessee till, you know, USA and all the pro teams in between. It was just amazing that we kind of got to even witness that because I mean she's hit speeds that nobody else has hit before so it's amazing that we got to kind of grow up in that era yeah and I remember she made it um like possible in my mind that I can have my own unique style to pitching because she has such a unique style and it kind of inspired a lot of young pitchers including myself to you know, not be afraid to look different while throwing and, and actually really cool to look different. Yeah, totally agree. She's so intense. And that's one of the things I really love about watching her too, is that she just competes every single pitch. Yes. And I can't wait to see how she competes in life now that she's done playing. Heck yeah. I'm sure she's going to be just as amazing. I know. Exactly. 
Um, okay, moving on to the MLB rule changes. So there are six new rule changes um, in this article by USA Today. For the win, USA Today, I think. Yeah. Um, written by Charles Curtis on February 16th. Yep. So number one, the shift is outlawed. So for non-baseball, softball people, the shift means like someone on the field is standing where their general position, where it's supposed to be, they're not standing there, standing somewhere else on the field. And Essentially, they're just wherever they want to be. Right. They're, they're, <laughs> they're standing where they think that there's going to be a hard hit. Yes. And they're we've seen sorry, go ahead. They're basically creating a wall where most hits are going and they're really banking on the ball not to be hit in the hole where they've left. Right. See, like with a bunch of lefties, they're having four people on the right side of the infield when normally there'd be two people. And I think this is gonna be an interesting change this this season and I'm curious to see what those hitters that got shifted on the most are doing this off scene off season to try and you know combat that or figure out a way to get base hits into the holes right so basically the new rule is you must have your feet on each side of the base and they also made the base bigger so Basically, you you can be, like, in a different spot, just not too far away. It, basically, they made, like, a bubble for each, yeah. each fielding position. And, I don't know, in my opinion, I'm like, okay, I really don't really like this change, in my opinion, because that's what makes it fun in baseball and softball is, like, oh, they're, they're banking, I'm going to hit it here. Well, maybe I can hit it where they don't want me to hit, you know. And I remember when we played against Oklahoma, um, that's the reason why we scored a few runs is they had a shift on us. And uh, Tori hit a ball right where they were not standing, they, where they shifted away from. And that's what made it fun is we were able to hit it where they didn't think we would. Yes, I agree that that time it was fun. <laughs> um, I feel like, I guess myself, I'm more of like a purist, like a baseball, softball purist. And I didn't like the shift or not to the extent that they were doing it. I I don't like that four people thing. I really just feel like that's, to me, it feels cheap, (laughs) you know, like I want I want to see like really great pitching to try and get these hitters out and these hitters trying to, you know, kind of get on base the way, you know, the way it was supposed to be, you know? Yeah. So I'm kind of, I, I like this. I'm, I know that there's still going to be shifts and like, as a person who did play shortstop prior to, to college, I, I shifted, you know, a little bit left and right at shortstop, but it wasn't like I wasn't over there at second base. Um, so I'm interested, but with the shift still with this law or not law rule, (laughs) (laughs) 
you can still have an outfielder kind of come in to almost be playing infield. They just can't be on the dirt. So it'll be interesting to see how they work with that. That's something that Oklahoma did and what we were talking about. They took the left fielder and they put her in that position kind of where in between second and shortstop and had like kind of a person playing up the middle for them as they shifted over a little bit to cover more towards first base because they had a hard throwing lefty pitcher. They only did it for her. Um, So that would be interesting. I want to see if the MLB does that because they are obviously got a large outfield to cover and two people is not enough. So yeah, should be I totally see what you're saying. I guess I just like the the creativity of the of the shift, but yeah. also as a hitter, I really hated it because in high school, um, I there was a team that shifted on me and I didn't realize it. Not that I would have hit it differently, but uh, they had an outfielder standing on second base, and I ripped one down the middle, and they caught it. And I was like, "Whoa, that's the first time I've seen a, a shift." I think that was the first time I'd seen a shift done on me. And I was like, what the heck? And I was yeah. mad about it. But, I mean, they did what they knew they should do. So, I don't I know. Agree. I, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Because I grounded, or I pretty much, the only reason I got out twice in that Oklahoma game is because I hit it right up the middle and right into the 3-4 hole. And that should have been hits, but they weren't. Yeah. So... <laughs> um, I don't know. I I just feel I, I it's going to be interesting. I, I kind of like it, but I know I totally get where you're coming from, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I feel like at the end of this, I feel like it's, it's a 50-50. Yeah. Because uh, part of the rule is you can move after the, the ball comes out of the pitcher's hand. But then that's tough because the ball's coming in at 100 miles an hour. So. Exactly. I... I feel like that's going to be irrelevant, yeah. really. Um, but I'll I'll be interested to see what what they interpret on the field with this. Yeah, but um, I feel like it's fifty fifty among most baseball fans too. Yeah. So should be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, the next thing is the pitch clock. Pitch clock. Okay. Uh, if there's no run on, you have 15 seconds to throw a pitch. If there is, it's 20 seconds. A violation is an automatic ball. Okay, so in my pitcher mind, I'm thinking, well, if I want to walk a batter, can I just stand there and <laughs> not throw? I mean, yeah, it seems like it. So I feel like with this, you almost negate the need for like an intentional walk and the risk of throwing something a little wild you know yeah so I mean I like the idea that they're trying to accomplish and kind of maybe cutting out a little bit of that lag time but I also again I feel like again back to my purest roots in this in, in baseball I mean like it's the unpredictability of you know is that intentional walk gonna be a, a good pitch or like sometimes people have hit those that pitchers miss over the plate or you know people picking off at first base I mean 
sometimes that takes, I mean, I agree that that sometimes takes way, way too long in a baseball game. Yeah. But, um, but it's also part of the pitcher's skill and something that like runners pick up on to be able to steal is a, a pitcher in their routine being either too long or like their wind up too long too. So. Yeah. And I feel like this is the MLB's attempt to make the game faster because that's the biggest complaint about not watching baseball is it's too slow. Um, especially if you are a softball fan, softball is way faster. Yes. Way faster. That's why I don't, that's, that's, I'm not going to lie. That's why I don't really pay attention to baseball that much is it's so slow. Um, like it's like a three, four hour game compared to softball is a two hour game. Um, this is interesting though. It says there are batter requirements. There are 30 seconds between hitters and a batter needs to be ready by the time there are eight seconds left. Otherwise it's an automatic strike. Yeah. That's a new one. I've never seen that before. That's pretty interesting. I, I, I think I saw a video of a college baseball game just last week that the batter was like screaming for time and the umpire didn't give it to him. And I mean, I understand the umpire is not obligated to give you time, but it just seems like this, this rule is going to take a weird turn in interpretation too. Like can a batter take time? Does that start over the pitch clock or the batter's thing or like, Things like that, I think this is going to be an interesting yeah. experiment, let's call it. <laughs> yeah, I hope there are some fights over it. That'll make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> the fights are fun until yeah. like everybody gets... I, I, I always personally wanted to be in a bench-clearing brawl, but I also didn't want to suffer the consequences of that. Same. So, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, my dream to get in, get one to charge the mound, but I was... And when it come down to it, I was too scared. Yes, fear <laughs> fear rolled over my wants there. <laughs> yeah, but I remember in softball there was a rule where if you get on the mound and if you, I think this is my like senior year, if you get on the mound, you put your hands together and then you and then you take your hands apart. The rule used to be um, something a little bit more dramatic. It used to be like runners advance and the back. Like, I don't know if it was like that, but it was something, it used to be worse. And then my senior year turned into, it's just a ball. And I was like, oh my gosh, when Jocelyn Olo comes up, can I just do that? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Coach you know, Gray was like, that's not, you don't have integrity doing that. And I was like, come on. <laughs> he, he strikes me as that person that would be like, no, you have to throw it. You have to give her the chance. <laughs> Like, come on, Dad. I just want to throw it. Not but throw. I'm pretty sure that in softball, you have, like, once you step on the mound, you have 10 seconds to deliver the ball. Yeah. So, no, it's not necessarily a pitch clock, although they did do a pitch clock in the Olympics this year. Um, and I saw Danielle Laurie. She wasn't, like, she was shaking off signs, and the pitch clock was running out. And so she just had to throw a pitch, and the catcher – had no idea what she was about to throw. Oh my god. That is so, why that is exactly why I try so hard to teach pitchers the swipe. Yeah. Because if you're sitting there shaking off pitch after pitch after pitch, just swipe. It takes two seconds to swipe. Your yeah. catcher should know what you're thinking anyway. And yeah. 
catchers should know how to how what you're swiping to anyway. And if they, if it's too quick for them, they should be able to read your mind because they catch you every freaking day anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure that situation was a little bit, I know it was like a bottom of the seventh situation. So it's like stressful and yeah, but I feel like that situation may come into baseball and that's going to be really interesting because you know how long pitchers tend to take and that's why they're having this rule, but that's why I can't stand the shake off. Like you're sitting there guessing, just tell them what you want to throw. So uh, if you're a, a coach or if you're a pitcher or a catcher basically the idea is um you have a a number of pitches right so number one is fastball number two is changeup, number three is curveball number four is rise ball um and then your coach calls you know number two change up and you're uh you want to throw uh, what I say number four was rise ball. So, yeah. you, so you swipe down two times. So you're going down the list from two, three to four. You're swiping down to rise ball. There it is. Two swipes. You just told your catcher exactly what you want to throw. Moving on to number three, bigger bases. So they were 15 inches per side and now they're 18, which is like a huge difference. So the article is saying it's going to make a difference in stolen bases this should be interesting um i know what they wanted to do this for is for safety because there are a lot of like injuries and collisions you know when you're sliding into bases or things like this but i know it's got to be weird for people (laughs) who've played the game for so so long you know because you get a feel for the base and you know, especially like shortstops or second baseman's covering, like it's, that's just going to be an adjustment, I feel like. Um, but I'll be interested to see the stolen bases numbers and how that actually comes to fruition. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea how it'll make a difference. Um, I feel like it would make it in milliseconds, which could make a huge difference. I don't really know. That's true. I, I'm just assuming like b- bigger base a little bit more like a little easier to kind of maybe get your hand in or get your get your toe in on the, on the slide to avoid the tag because you have an extra couple inches to maybe be away from like if you're sliding into the back side of the base. Yeah, but, but the baseball field is so big. I just don't it would really make a difference but I guess we'll see when the season's going yeah I mean I guess split seconds milliseconds make a difference sometimes so it should be true should be interesting yeah I think I think where it's going to make the biggest difference is, for safety wise at least has got to be at first base where similar to that two bag safety base that they have in softball sometimes yeah but, yeah big thing is first base um okay the next one is uh, there's a crackdown on balk rules so i wasn't really exactly clear on this one did you were you clear on so a balk is like when a pitcher does some movement outside of their you know have they have to have a clear point to begin their delivery in order you know to do all this stuff so it's like with what they're talking about Garcia as a pitcher for the Astros he kind of does like a 
rock the baby motion that is part of his normal wind up, but it's not necessarily important, <laughs> important, I guess. So there's some pitchers that kind of change their lineup up a little bit to try to throw off the hitter, something like, something like that. They're going to try and get that. Oh, so they're wanting pitchers to have a better routine. Yes, basically they're taking what, like this says, taking multiple steps before lifting the free leg is now deemed an illegal pitch. So I guess you're just, you're, they're limiting you a little bit more on your movement. Okay. Making it a little bit more clear on if you're going to throw a pitch or not. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So it should be interesting. But Garcia, you know, I'm in, I am from Houston. I live in Houston, so I'm Astros fan. And his windup is like iconic. You know, they're, they're always talking about his little weird little rock the baby thing. So I'm kind of sad to see that go because it is entertaining. It wasn't harming anyone, but <laughs> we'll see. You know, everybody doesn't like the Astros anyway. So. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I don't really watch the MLB at all. But cool. <laughs> yeah. everybody has haters. You know the Astros are good. Yes, uh, they're they're solid. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing is position players can only pick under certain conditions. So basically, you are not registered as a pitcher. Um, you have restrictions on pitching. Interesting. I mean, I feel like this is not super important given that position player is only pitching in rather dire occasions anyway. But um, I said, what, previously teams were allowed to put a position player on the mound during a game in which they were leading or trailing by six or more runs. Now teams in the lead have to hold a 10-run advantage in the ninth inning before sending a non-pitcher to the mound. I mean, at least in softball, I know that people don't put that people don't put non-pitchers in unless it's like really, like really situation. Like you know, your pitcher threw a million pitches and you don't have anyone else to back up. You know. Yeah, I feel like that's that's one thing that I think this rule is weird. I feel like if you have a pitcher, whether he's a closer or a starter or whatever like there's a lot of people I mean they have a 40-man roster so it's like they have other people to put on the mound there's there's got to be something that they can do that where an actual pitcher you know how many people like are in the minor leagues that would love to pitch an inning in the major leagues and then your everyday shortstop gets a (laughs) gets an inning in the MLB I mean that's really silly to me yeah. But, I mean, obviously in softball, this isn't really an issue because unlike baseball, the pitching is a little more complicated and not everybody can do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> mainly with a baseball player, if they can throw overhand, you can stick them on the mound and they can throw a strike. And so, also, well, they have pitch. Yeah. So that makes a difference. Interesting. Uh, this, I feel like, is one of those rules that nobody is going to know about unless you're the manager of the team. Yeah, <laughs> unless it, like, happens and maybe yeah. the fire will even forget about it, too, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, like, really weird. They have to really hold weird. a 10-run advantage, so, like, what if in the ninth they get a 9-run advantage, so they have to literally stop the game to put a pitcher in? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that seems so silly. Yeah. 
yeah, that rule is probably one that's going to be forgotten. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they were really going for here, but. And then this last one here, this last rule, I actually like this one. The ghost runner is permanent, so regular season extra innings, they will put an extra runner on second base to start, so to get things moving, like they, like in season, you should be getting moving, like the just to get the game over with. Yeah, I mean, let's. I know a lot of people like baseball purists would probably not like this, but I actually like this because I mean, how many games do they play? Like 160. So having extra innings in the regular season is not necessary. So I, I would agree with this. I mean, it's not like it's, you're putting like a bases loaded situation. It's just one. And yeah, it seems useful. And it's possible out of it. Like, Yes, they're probably going to bunch the first. Uh, I don't know. Or they that. should. They don't. That's the thing. Like, I feel like baseball players, like, once you get to the MLB, they, like, kind of negate small ball. And I feel like with the shifts before, I'm like, why don't you bunt? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, this would be so easy if you would just kind of, I don't know, accept that you just – have to be the team player right now like get on base you know yeah that it was like a given in softball every single time okay like 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 it's obviously coming so here here it is and it works still so like they could know it's coming and they're still gonna have to figure out how to throw you out at at third base at the ghost runner so yeah yeah but as as, you know league or whatever they call it in the mlb as soon as that starts then Putting in the ghost runner is probably unnecessary because it's more important. Yeah. And postseason games, nobody's necessarily dying for those to be shorter because they are just more exciting because it's postseason. So that's how it was this past year. And I don't I didn't hear anybody complaining. So just get the- uh, <laughs> you know though, it's not on this article, but I, I saw another one kind of similar to this one is that they're doing robo umpires in the minor league. Robo umpires? Yeah, and I just think that's that's a no-go for me. <laughs> yeah, that takes away the, the third aspect of the game, which is the umpire. Like, yeah, there's a certain level of unpredictability that needs to be had. Like, human error, it needs to be there because... Exactly. Otherwise, we're just, what, we're playing a video game. Essentially. Yeah, it's part of the game. It is. And then much as I would love for the umpire to be correct every time when I'm hitting, <laughs> I would like the biggest strike zone possible if I'm pitching. So, like, it's it's interesting that way. And, like, what is the fans going to complain about then? Like, you're going to yell, like, come on, Robo. Like, yeah, also, like, it, I kind of liked the switch up of, like, what the strike zone of each umpire is or what each umpire is known for. Um, yeah. It presents a different challenge. And I think that's. Yeah. And nothing <laughs> more hype than when you get a big out and the umpire gets, does their like huge out movement that they do. Yes. Uh, yes. Like, yeah, it, they're part of the game. They're on the field. They're, uh, they're just as important as a player. I mean, if not more, yeah. obviously we can't even play without an umpire. So yeah, I don't enjoy that. Like one of the biggest things that hyped me up about my little flip to G when she, when I did it and didn't throw it um, was the 
was the umpire did a big lefty pump. Um, yeah, he did. He he punched that girl. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was great. That was like half of the hype was the umpire doing a lefty punch out. Yeah, I was like, huh. Yeah, he he. I mean, he kicked the dirt and everything. Yeah, it was he great. Was, he was all about. It. I mean, he was fired up, and I feel like like that is something that just needs to be there. And I love a good high pressure situation, um, strikeout umpire, big, big strike move. Yes. And, you know, as much as it sucks to lose because an umpire missed a call, I mean, it's part of the game. And it's like, I don't see me losing a game to a robo call, even though it's correct. Like, that just feels. Yeah. No. Impersonal. Yeah. Like you said, it's like a video game. Yeah, and you know, at that point, I just feel like we're losing what makes baseball so great, or baseball and softball, the game, is so special. I think partly because because of it, I feel like it's people make mistakes, and I feel like it embodies kind of just culture to me. Like it's why it's America's pastime. You know, it's like yeah, it is what it is. Everybody kind of working together as a team to hopefully win but there's always an unpredictability factor and i think that is important for the game yeah. um, so we're gonna end it here because like mike wants to join and <laughs> <laughs> and no, i'm just kidding we're just out of we're out of content now so yeah, sorry he's losing his mind today. <laughs> he wants in on the conversation it's the unpredictability factor of today yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So thank you, Haley, for the um, for the input and for the topic idea. If you are listening and have ideas on what we should talk about, let us know. And yeah, so. Yep. We'd love to talk about it for you. So yeah.